This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. It is something for the weekend time. I'm your host, David Michael. Joining me, the biggest cocksucker of them all, Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome. Hello, David, you cocksucker. How are you? How are you? Intrigued at the moment. I think that's probably the best way. There's been lots going on, hasn't mm. there? Lots of interesting things, lots of concerning things. Lots of injuries. Lots, lots, of, in- lots of, uh, of injuries. Letters. I mean, I pulled my hamstring just sat on the sofa, so... Yeah, it made me laugh when, is it Feeney who's out on loan to Real Union? Yeah, with Tommy O'Reilly. Yeah, one of them's got injured. It's it's like a curse. It never rains, but it pours, does it? Yeah, it's affecting everybody. What did Steve Bruce say a few years ago? You're only ever a week away from the next Villa crisis. Yeah, and the club put up a picture of Mings at Bodymore Heath, so uh, I don't expect him to be able to run at the moment but uh, maybe you can go in goal and Martinez can play centre-back that's what you used to do isn't it at school and uh, rush, like goal, somebody, rush goalie you'd always play you know you'd have I always remember the, you know as a kid he had a broken leg and a cast but you'd still want to play so you'd go in goal <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Mings can go in goal I don't know if it's a generational thing but in those days we would play regardless of injuries we didn't give a shit <laughs> there'd be people in casts I mean we it was like a, a like a tournament, and uh, we had somebody who had a, was in a cast playing for us because there was no literally it was a five aside tournament, and there was only five players. It wasn't a squad, so he, he he had to play. And then you got the opposition to sign his cast afterwards. And we won, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, I don't. Today's generation of footballers with a multi million pound, no stamina, cocksuckers. <laughs> Oh, sorry. We're using somebody else's favourite word there. We might get done for uh, copyrights, so we should get our own words, our own dismissive Yeah, what the uh, heck words. are you talking about? I don't know. No idea. We're referring to uh, something out on Twitter, which we'll leave it in the wind to see what happens. Hmm. Uh, but all is not well at uh, Ship Villa. 
but the, the most alarming thing is the low-level IQ on Twitter. Where, and you see some of the comments, it's hilarious. I mean, some of these people, you need to put them in a skip and send them to the tip, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Before we go on, we are pleased to announce that this episode of the My Old Man Said podcast is sponsored by Green King Sports, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single televised Villa fixture over the 23-24 season, and with more than 900 sports pubs across the UK, it doesn't matter where you're based, you can catch every single minute of the action. If you download the Green King Sports app, you won't just get 10% off all drinks anytime there's a match on TV, but this month there's also a thousand pints of free Guinness to be won and a chance to win one of six holidays. So check it out. We were talking about Fulham. Uh, I said they've been under the radar this season because last season, you know, they had a little moment in the sun where they were like, ooh, sniffing that Europa Conference League potential. They were one of our threats before the final furlong. There was them and Brentford. They were around Villa and Brighton at the time and Spurs as well. And Brighton went up a gear, so did we, and Fulham... Fulham fell off main cliff, job last season was to get rid of Steven Gerrard. Uh, they did that pretty well, to be fair. Yeah, they, credit to them there. Very good execution on that. But yeah, I haven't really noticed them this season to the point that you might have thought they were in the championship. I mean, the only thing I've seen of theirs is fans complaining correctly about ticket prices and you know, giving, yeah. giving it a bit of a go with that, which, you know, fair play to them. But the thing that does stand out in terms of what they have achieved this season is their home form has been pretty good. Yeah. And they've had some cracking results at the Cottage, Craven Cottage. I mean, they beat West Ham and uh, Forest 5-0 within the matter of weeks in December, then went on to beat Arsenal 2-1. They drew against Liverpool when Liverpool came to town. This is in January. So this is reasonably current form, and they've won seven, drawn one, lost four. But recently, tough, last few months, Craven Cottage has not been a happy hunting ground for better teams in the league as well. And considering, you know, we've we've played the same amount of games as them at home and we've had obviously been we had come off sort of, you know, a really dominant period at home, they've actually conceded the same amount of goals as us. Yeah. That which is thirteen in twelve games. They don't score a lot, but they don't concede a lot either. And we're only they're we've only won two more than they have. Yep. I mean, we're on the, the decline in terms of our home form. I think they're improving. I mean, they've won four of the last six at home. So, I mean, on paper, you're thinking, oh, this is, we've got three soft games here, but this potentially is the hardest of them all. I mean, overall, just to give you some context, if Filler have the third best home record, Fulham's is the eighth. The thing that has let Fulham down this season is their away form is atrocious. Only one win. And only Sheffield United have been worse on their travels than Fulham. Fulham have seven points in 12 games. So at home, different beast. And the fact that we've only got, I think it's one win in the last nine at Craven Cottage. And that yeah. was behind closed doors. So our record there, for whatever reason, is not particularly good, considering our, our home form against them has tended to be very, very good. Yeah, it's it's considered an easy match, and you, you tend to forget about uh, the travels to Craven Cottage. I mean, over the years, uh, been a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, it's a stickler. And Villa's away record is not too bad. I think we mentioned it in the last something for the weekend, actually. It's currently the sixth best in the league which is where you wanted it to be. But Villa have to start winning at home again. We do. Or else if our home form drops to sixth or seventh, then you've got a problem because, you know, you know how that's going to play out because Spurs are back winning again. I mean, Spurs have won their last five home games. 
and they're and they're getting results as opposed to just winning. It's like they're, they're finding a way to win. Same as Man U, they're not necessarily playing well, but they are winning. Brighton also unbeaten at home in the last six. I mean, if you're just looking at the last uh, five or six games, that shows you that they're going to swallow you up if you carry on losing at home. Villa's away record is good enough to get you in those uh, Champions League places as long as your home record stays at the top, you know, top level. And just a reminder, Villa have won five, drawn three, lost four on their travels. Yeah, it's the start of a really important run of games now. Obviously, Fulham, Forest, Luton ahead of that potentially really big game against Tottenham on the 9th of March or 10th of March. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not even looking towards that. That's not like a uh, decider because we might not even be uh, realistically in the picture by then. Well, that's the point of the games. As soon as you play them, uh, you're straight into, well, you'd, Europa Conference League starts before that game. So you really, I mean, that's what I've said. I think I said on that BBC thing, I do, I'm looking at winning all those three games. That's not entitlement. That is like, realistically, once the European competition starts up again you kind of wanted you want to be going into that with three wins on the board after recent results because Spurs and Manchester United have got a clean crack at this they're not playing in Europe and they they've got firepower United have and Spurs you know they they know in recent times they know what getting into Europe's about and they've got momentum that's one thing we don't and they have, have the, the momentum as well so it's going to be tricky and obviously Villa have got injuries and just to recap on those injuries Kamara he's out for the season to along with obviously Buendia and Mings I mean those two injuries you've got to remember that was right at the start Buendia was before and we've done really well without those two guys mm-hmm. so that's a cautionary tale in terms of it's, it's not the end of the world Kamara I think in terms of Villa, maximum Villa with the personnel they have, you need him to to pull off a performance like we did against Manchester City. But how many times have we replicated that performance since? How many times have clubs now started to kind of work out and pressure the double pivot? How many sloppy passes has Kamara made? I mean, he's not alien in terms of giving goals away, has he? No. Not at all. What I'm saying is, it's not like we've, if we lose Watkins and Martinez, that that is like major. That's like the red lights flashing. Kamara, not ideal, but we can soldier on. You have got to find mm-hmm. another way. I think. Yeah, I, I think guys like Watkins, Martinez are irreplaceable to the way you play, mainly because they're obviously at the two key ends of the field. Kamara, I think you can shuffle the pack a little bit, can't you? I think you can. Yeah. You can do what maybe we've actually needed to do anyway. We, I mean, we've spoke about this a few times down the years where sometimes you get an injury and it forces you into a decision that makes you better in the, yeah. it might be, you know, the, the fact of the matter is since the turn of the year, Villa have become very predictable in the way they play out from the back. And that includes how Louise and Kamara work and how other teams have stifled them. Not having Kamara means you have to play a slightly different way, but I think we saw in United the shoots of Jacob Ramsey coming back to the fore. He gives you more attacking threat as a ball carrier, and I think all of a sudden you're thinking, well, actually, if you can make your midfield work behind him slightly, and as long as you protect that back four, I think you can have Pau Torres back, or you should have him back for this game. Konza Touchwood shouldn't be out for too long. There is a potential, and Dina's back, of course, that you've lost a couple of players, but you've gained a couple back, and yeah, therefore I think you might that- be able to play in a different way. The key one you've mentioned there is Torres because yeah. in Torres you suddenly okay you're losing uh, a bit of Kamara's let's say passing in the in the build up mm-hmm. phase uh, at the back but Torres suddenly replaces it and probably gives you something a bit more incisive. Yes, well he allows you 
he gives you better range of passing than I think Kamara has. He also allows you to play through the lines, which I think he probably does as, as well as sort of Louise. Certainly better than a lot of our players and definitely obviously better than, than obviously Longley and Carlos have been able to do. You saw little bits of that against United where we were playing right into feet to Watkins and I don't think a lot of the other guys can do that as well. I do think Torres can put a ball on a six-punce and he can play into McGinn, he could play into Ramsey, play down the line, etc. So in terms of the way we want to play from back to front, I think it's a subtle change, but I don't think it's like a seismic shift in the way we need to play now. No. My concern uh, in terms of Kamara not being there is just that fluidity in terms of when a fullback bombed forward... Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, for example, if Konza was playing centre-back and decided to step up into the midfield, Kamara would naturally, and it was very fluidly, would drop back as a centre-back or to drop back into a back three yep. once the both of the uh, full-backs had bombed on. So that was something we're not going to really replace. I mean, if Don- Dendonka was still there, he has the profile to do it. It's more of a like-for-like. So that is something will would have to be kind of considered and and tweaked. Yeah, and or is it a kind of a, a, a subtle change in shape? You know, more to sort of how we maybe played under Smith to a point where it was more like a four three three, where you could play your usual back four. As long as Louise is in the middle with McGinn, you can play the Ramsey or Tielemans. And probably if you play Tielemans, you can play Ramsey as part of the front three with Bailey and Watkins. And without the ball, you become a four-five-one. But it's not necessarily yeah. like you know. For example, I saw some people saying, "Oh, you could go to a, a back three and win backs." which, I mean, you could if you had the right personnel, but of course, defensively, we don't have the the personnel to play that way at the moment. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So next problem uh, against Fulham, that'd be more specific. Uh, if you haven't got Conzer and Carlos now... What's happening at centre back? You, you're well, going to have to long lane Torres, isn't it? You would think, which is two very left-footed players. But what, what happens if Torres doesn't want to come off the bench yet? True. <laughs> but the Chambers situation is interesting because he's not, unless there's an oversight on the UEFA he's squad, squad list, he? he's not in the Europa Conference League list. Now you're going to have to be able to have 25 players on that. And that includes, this is not like your B list. Uh, there's A and the B list. The A list is basically your proper players. And then I think eight of them have to be, let's say, local, homegrown, uh, or played in England or the, the academies in England, yep. paraphrasing in a short version. So you think, oh, they've, they've left Chambers out because of uh, they've probably reached the quota. Well, actually, I think they've only got 22 on the A list. So you'll have 25. So I don't know if 
because that list had to be in February the 2nd, which is the day after the deadline day. So I don't know, because he had offers from championship teams, and I think he was told, right, see you later. So I think all ex- intents and purposes, they probably thought that was it for him. He's off. Yeah, quite For possibly. some reason, that move didn't come to fruition. And by that time, they probably forgot about that list. And there's been another admin oversight, shall we say. And we've seen a few of those in recent weeks yes. or months, actually. <laughs> if you're thinking about the crest, where they just ignored the whole rule process. And obviously the uh, cup tie and the Conti Cup for the Villa women. So... Yeah, you would rather have Chambers in the squad list rather than having your arm tied behind your back. You're going into, uh, I mean, luckily we've got a few weeks before we re-enter that tournament because it's not until March, but you would want a backup. Chambers, he's had his moments. He's had his moments in the good and bad column, but uh, you obviously want a right footer going in there if you've only got one fit one or, or no fit ones. I mean, put it this way, I'd rather him play centre-back than right-back. You know, we saw him play at right-back, didn't we, in uh, Warsaw yeah. when he had a torrid evening when he was on the pitch. But I, I think, you know, he's, he's, he's more than capable on the ball. You know, he's a good... Yeah, I mean, technically we, we, he's we've, good. We've seen that before. You know, was, that was that fantastic... It was a Louise goal, wasn't it, against Southampton with Chambers, Coutinho and Louise involved. Beautiful goal. So he's got a range yeah. of passing. He can do it. And it's we've seen this before down the years where guys who've been exiled have come back into the team and done very well. You know, insert Alan Hutton... Um, amongst others. So ultimately you have a squad. I mean, Chambers is what, sixth choice centre-back probably at this point, but it's this is why yeah. you have squad depth. Villa generally this season have dealt with the injuries they've had fairly well, you would say, to be where we are in the table and the position we're in, excluding current form, etc. But actually we've dealt with our injury concerns quite well. It's, just, it's, the, it's the lack of Kamara for me where you think that the reshuffle becomes a little bit more a question of, well, do you want to keep players like McGinn in the current position where you're getting the best out of him or do you have to sacrifice one of Louise or McGinn or someone else to play in there and you know, slot in, as it were, and, and not put a square peg in a round hole, but yeah. you, you are sacrificing a couple of your you know real impact players. But yeah, if Torres comes through in and we go, at, let's say, a little bit more direct or, uh, let's say, get the ball up quicker, mm-hmm. then it m- may actually be a, a silver lining type situation. Yeah, you might just not be able to control games at the back sort of slowly, but it might mean we have to play with a slightly more dynamic style, which we saw against Man U and um, you know, period against the, in that Newcastle game. Even though we lost both of them, we actually looked better when we went after teams. You've also got a situation where we can now to let's say shore it up a little bit you could play Luca Dean at left back and then play Marie, you know bring Moreno on to play in front of him yes yeah, yeah absolutely so you've got that option again yeah. which is something that Emerson Emery before, used to do it? at Villarreal back in European games he would bring on another fullback or a, let's say a forward thinking fullback and put him in the midfield to help out obviously uh, when we're under the cosh because they've got a bit more of a defensive caliber about them so there's that as well so I think the fact that we've got these injuries but Torres and Luca Dean are coming back and Ramsey's actually coming back properly this time uh, yes yeah means at least uh, in terms of timing it's not as bad as it could have been in terms of the threat meeting looking at Fulham more specifically Jimenez has stepped up hasn't he uh, well, it, a it depends bit. if you if you think five goals is stepping up. I mean, they've had to sort of spread the goals around, haven't they? They've got a couple of guys on five, one on four, one on th- a couple on three as well. Yeah, but William not- still life in the old dog. He's got four this season. Yeah. He's a good, he's still a good player. He's still a good technical player. Alex Iwobi's there in midfield. Jao Polina uh, is a sort of Cordova more defensive Reeds, Jamaican. That Leon Bailey, would you go that far? He plays in the same position, doesn't he? Plays that wide, yeah. He's, he's, he's had a fairly good season, actually. I think that very much just more, you know, more than the sum of the parts type of team for him. 
as opposed to having one standout player. Now, obviously, in previous years, they've had Mitrovic, who's kind of kept them... Dempsey. Yeah, kept them above water. And Steve Malbronk back in the day. I was always a fan oh, of Oh, yeah, he was good, actually. The perennial was, Villa uh, signing, who seems his name seems to pop pop up about the same time as Robbie Keane. He was the perennial uh, fantasy Premier League player. He was. Because he, he, he would bring home the bacon. He, he would. Was. Yeah. I always liked him. Half-decent keeper, Leno... Yeah. But they, they normally set up Perlina and Carney are like the deep sitters behind that three. I mean, it's like has Villa would set up if Kamara and, uh, you know, Louisa are in there. Yeah, it's, it's it's very similar. You're almost playing like like for like, really. Certainly they set up yeah. against Bournemouth in their last game. That way. I know Bournemouth obviously aren't in form and apparently Bournemouth were all over Fulham. They conceded a lot of chances, but Bournemouth were wasteful. Yeah, Bournemouth. I mean, they around Christmas, they were electrifying. And, they were know, brilliant they against us, weren't they? Slapped them 3-0, made our draw against them look decent. Mm-hmm. And then they've kind of faded a little bit in the last uh, yeah. few games. But anyway, enough of them. Fulham, uh, they like to go down the wings. I don't know. I mean, they've got William down one side, so it's not as if they're nippy. It's just, I think they get it out there quick. They spring it. Yeah. To have that home record, I can't put my finger on why they're so good at home. I mean, they take their chances, probably, if you're beating West Ham 5-0, Forest 5-0. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, there's the, the two clean sheets there are, are as key as the goals, because then Liverpool come to town... And you fend them off. That's a real green a green flag for them in terms of keeping a top. And then the end against Arsenal, they beat them 2-1 as well. I mean, the only blot on the copybook recently is Newcastle went there and won 2-0. I think they're just very organised. And I know that's a kind of a slightly backhanded thing to say about football team, but they are. They're, they're a real yeah. unit as opposed to, you know, they've got sort of standout individuals who can win you the game on their own. I don't necessarily think they're that kind of team. But Well, they've got a manager with the longest name in the in the Premier League, so that helps as well. Uh, I mean, that's worth three points in itself. <laughs> Do you want to have a go at pronouncing it all? Uh, Marco, Marco Alexandra Savaria da Silva. There you go. I then. call him M-A-S-D-S. Mastus. <laughs> <laughs> this is a game... Uh, I don't know if I want it off the back of our recent form. I mean, you just don't know how Villa approached this in terms of you'd like to think they take the positives from Man U and they thought, actually, do you know what? We put in a really good performance. We didn't get the result we deserved, but everything was going in the right direction. Or does the way they lost the game and we're having a couple of injuries off the back of it really sort of take the wind out of their sails? No one knows. I don't sort of know how, yeah. we'll, how we'll approach this one. But something needed to be fresh and there needed to be a bit of a shake-up. So the Kamara's injury may lead to that. Yep. My only concern is, would you know, Torres? Does he need time to get back in the swing of things, or because he would have liked, you know, it would have ultimately been good to have seen him against Manu get some minutes in either that cup game or the United game? But we weren't really in the position in that United game, no, because unfortunately it was very much a live game. He could have come on against Chelsea. I mean, I was sitting behind the bench and. When Longley went down at one stage, he did take his bib off to come on. It's not as if, like, only in the last resort we'll bring you on. He, he seemed to be up for it. So we shall see. So with all that said, the mum's pull panel result, what are you going for? What do you think? He's so scared. He told me before the sh- we started the show what, what he was going to go for. Did I? Yeah. He thinks Fulham's going to win. I'm sorry to say it. I think well, it, go I'm it. Saying, I'm say saying it. home I, win. I said United would win. Uh, I'm, saying last home, I'm show sorry and... to say I'm saying home win in this one. I, yeah. I, I, I see a continuation of Man U, unfortunately. I can see us missing chances, making a mistake, paying for it. A draw wouldn't surprise me. Should we play good cup, bad cup? <laughs> Normally it's the other way around, though, isn't it? Normally I'm the one it who is. goes for I the win. I might go for a draw here, but if, my, if I had money on this, I would go for the home win, to be honest. 
just because they're no sh- they're no schmucks. It's kind of gone under the radar a bit. And I think we're feeling the pressure now. I think the pressure's off them. They can go, we'll have a right good crack at Villa here. We don't have to win this one. Villa do. We're almost at the stage of the season where playing the teams at the bottom, I'm not including Fulham in this, by the way, uh, is not the blessing that it seems to be because they're certainly the teams that really need the points and they've got their laser focus to fight and it's playing the teams in the middle of the table which becomes a little bit easier but Fulham uh, they're not safe yet by the looks of them especially their home form they want to take care of business early it'll be better playing them at the end of the season I, I would yeah. uh, say that's what happened last season they realised hey, we probably haven't got it to crack get into Europe apart, but they? we're safe now and they just fade it off so I, I will go I'm going to go for the draw yeah. and we need to win this, by the way. If we if we want to go top five, this is because this would be a good win. That's I mean, it we're would, both yeah. going against a Villa win, so this would be a good win, and it would make up for some of the let's say some of those lost three points against both. Well, six points when you consider Newcastle and Manchester United at home, or indeed nine points if you count both Man United games. For fuck's sake, we spoke the about day, this United we situation. Buried them because. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, let's go over it. Fuck it. But before we leave, we were 2-0 up against Manchester United at Old Trafford. Should have been three points. And this game we we just played, we should have won that as well. I mean, how many chances do you want to have little powder puff shots at? So that's six points. So you're looking at it now, that's five points we're ahead of Manchester United. Deduct six points off them, we're 11 points ahead, aren't we? Add those six to us, we are clear of United. Even, even just have... winning one of them, to be honest. It shows 17 how far back points. they were. That's them buried. You, you don't really have to worry about them. And in the context of the table, I mean, it's ifs and buts, but you, you would be at the same points as Arsenal and Manchester City, where we should have been really. Yeah. That's where we were. Uh, not saying we were going to win the league or anything, but you still, you know, sniffing around those places. You got a little bit of a gap on Spurs, but United would have been out of it. You were looking worst case scenario here that Villa would finish fifth at this stage of this. You just needed to wrap up a few games, win, and you'd finish fifth even if you declined reasonably, uh, you know, poorly. But, uh, oh, we're picking at that scab, aren't we? We really are. We either need to just tear it off or let it be. Yeah. But let's see what happens at the previous home of the Michael Jackson statue. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.